Welcome to Necessity. I'm Marguerite Pierce. And I'm Lindsay Jackson. Today, season one comes to a close. It's been so much fun and quite the learning experience (laughs) for Lindsay and myself to bring you guys 13 episodes of Necessity. And what we're going to do today, this will be episode 14, but it will be a recap and a revisit of all the 13 episodes that we've done so far. So buckle up and join us on this recap ride. Mm-mm-mm. The beginning. The <laughs> Episode one. Where it all began. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for the perfect moment. Y'all don't even understand. Y'all don't even understand the amount of preparation and hoops that we went through because we were just so freaking nervous Mm -hmm. about bringing this to fruition. For real. I mean, over planning... Overplanning, overplanning, overplanning. <laughs> we had we had like a three page document, an outline. Uh, like one was an outline, one was a source link, like a right. bibliography, because right. that's pretty much what it was. We had a script. Yeah, we had a script that we wrote out exactly what we were going to read. We did what two practice. Recordings before we got in the studio, we did yes. it on the phone. Yes, and replayed it to one another and nitpicked the hell out of it. Correct, just like our worst critics, just breaking our own selves down. Right, fear was just rearing its ugly ass head every time. We were like, "Oh wait, no, I don't like the way my voice sounds." Yeah, no way, I didn't say that right. Yeah, wait, no, no. And then, but we did that too when we got into the studio. Yeah. Because I remember there's a there's a chunk in the middle that we recorded like twice or three times. Or mm-hmm. the first tea time, I think we did several. A bazillion times. Renditions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So I think it's funny though, because it's like waiting for the perfect moment. And we were waiting for the perfect moment in so many different ways um, to get started with the podcast. And then even when we were recording the first episode, Wanting it to sound what we thought was perfect. Right. and But in actuality, we sound disconnected. Correct. Because we weren't flowing. We were too, reading from a piece reading of paper. Reading from a piece of paper, paper. Right. Exactly. And it sounds disconnected. Even though we were in the same room, the energy, like the energy that I'm feeling right now, mm-hmm. that it's was not, not present. No, uh-uh. no, no, no. No. <laughs> So even like the debrief was like, okay, we've got a flow. We've got a flow. But I don't even think after the first episode we were we talked about like how nervous we were, yeah. or, you know, how we were so critical. But it still showed up for us when we got to episode 2. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, was about agreement. the four agreements. And though we were sitting here like talking about these four agreements, when we would shut the mic off, we were kind of going against some of those agreements because we were not necessarily being kind to ourselves, right? With that being impeccable with your word. Right. And we were not. We were really hard on ourselves about how we sounded and the content, like super critical, questioning, doubting. Yeah. And it's 
I, f- I feel like we've come a long way. And I think, you know, that was, I think what we were trying to convey in episodes one and two is, is like, always do your best. And when you start out, like, it's not going to be your best. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you have to be okay with that because you've never done this. But it is before. your best. It's your right. best for, for not ever like, having to do it before. Corrected. Corrected. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because your best is going to change from moment Correct. to moment. So we can't say like 13 episodes in, we can't hold episode one to the to episode standard. 13 Correct. standard. Right. Like it's just have all that experience. experience. Exactly. For real. But it was it was scary, stressful, but provided so many uh good moments for learning. Yeah. Lots of insights. Lots of insights. Then we did about me getting engaged, the congratulations one. And I think that was like our first step of being like super vulnerable and using the podcast as a platform to kind of sprinkle in some of those vulnerable moments. Mm-hmm. Cause I was talking about something that was really personal, um, and was processing it at the same, same time, time as right. sharing it with all of you. Um, so I was like listening back, like, Oh shit. L, you said that. Oh my God. You know, like trying to hide all mobile devices from Peter. Like he's going to listen to this and, but it really wasn't that bad, but it was a, the first time being really vulnerable with such a large group of listeners, yeah. but just on this platform. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what happens with podcasting or any type of platform where you're sharing bits and pieces of yourself. Because I really, you know, wonder if we could do like some type of survey, like what you think people think about what you say mm-hmm. is probably so far from, from the truth. Actually, right. Yeah. Like, so you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I shared that, but that might have been a breakthrough. For some of the listeners, like, yeah. oh, wow, oh, that was really, you know, I really appreciate Lindsay saying X, Y, Z, because that makes me think about the same way I process. Right, right. And we talked a lot about, like, breaking societal norms, norms on that exactly, episode, too. Exactly. And I think that there's a lot of us women, especially, right, who are trying to break free of those societal norms and what are expected of us as women, as moms, as as wives. Um, and that really showed up. In, in that episode as well. Yeah, because I think what, what what happens is, you know, with being vulnerable, it's like, oh, are you, like, giving somebody, like, access to to pick at, like, your weak spots or whatever mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. you choose to be vulnerable about? And, and it's like, well, if that's that person's intention, that's no reflection on you. Right, right. It makes me think of though that uh was that eight mile mm-hmm. and Eminem mm-hmm. he's in that battle yeah and he snaps on himself first yes exactly that's also about being vulnerable takes like, the put, power away from exactly. anybody trying to use your story against yourself exactly exactly so I could definitely say that I'm so grateful for that episode and and having the podcast platform in that way because it also helped me step more into vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like I do training and staff development for a profession, right? right? But I don't share necessarily so much personal stories because it's my work environment, environment. right? Exactly. But to do that here on the podcast, I mean, it's therapeutic, mm-hmm. um, but it's also like inspiring for other people. 
uh, because they can kind of relate to that and say, hey, shit, I'm not alone. Right. I, I felt exists. that way or I think this or, you know, I had that experience too. Right. To kind of step out of the thinking to like curate and portray this perfect and happy life all the time when everybody knows that that ain't the case. Like mm-hmm. we're just all pretending. Mm-hmm. Front yeah. end. Front end. Front end. All right, so that was episode three about Lindsay's engagement and just really relationships in the yeah, 21st century and how that's changed and morphed. Um, so go back and check that one out. You know, it just hit me, though, like the, the two uh, – the prior episodes to that one, though, they're still like kind of like tied together. You yeah. think about waiting for the perfect moment. Yep. Those are in relationships, right? When to either have that difficult conversation to pop the big question or get you a little sham sham, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all of those. And then thinking about the four agreements and also, again, our mindset and our perspective. Because then as you move on to something like getting engaged, right. your mindset, your perspective, it, it influences how you look at that experience. Exactly. And then, you know, there's always going to be correlation to how you deal with yourself and versus how you deal with others. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I feel like the four agreements helps us kind of establish like the standards for how we interact with ourselves and how we interact with With others. others. And how we, right, right, right. Yep. 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 So even when we think about interacting with other people, we brought on a guest, right? And Ooh. so our first guest on the podcast was Crystal. Crystal. Oh, that was such a blessing to have her. That was fun. Yeah. To to have that because she's a mental health first aid instructor. So we wanted her to come on and be able to share her wealth of knowledge um, with our listeners because we knew that it was also something really necessary. Right. Um, considering all that has been going on, especially the big push for mental health awareness. Right. Right. But to have a guest on here was like fun. It's great right. to be here with each other. Yeah. But then to add a third person. Yeah. Add it up another, a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. And she did such a great job. She did. She did. I think Crystal brought like a ton of insight and, um, you know, just kind of pull back the layers of some misconceptions mm-hmm. about um, <laughs> mental health. So I know, you know, there was she she joined us for two episodes uh, for episode four, a cup of wellness and episode five, mind your wellness. And I think during episode four, um, you know, we there was a little debate yeah, if you will, and um, I think it's best that we could replay that one. So we're gonna play you a clip from episode four, and uh, then come back to you. So here we go. Dude, you have to practice that. Mm-hmm. You have to practice showing up for somebody with a mental health challenge. Like you will get frustrated, and I'm not sure where you know the whole check on the strong friend thing. You making a face. What's that yeah. face? You, you rolling you your like eyes. Like, no. You think it's ridiculous? I think it's so ridiculous. Talk to us about that. Why is it ridiculous? Because didn't it like come out because of Girls Trip? Remember, like Girls Trip came out. Mm-hmm. It, it was already being said, but Girls Trip came out. Mm-hmm. And this woman was very successful, but going through some stuff with her cheating husband. Right. right. Cheating ass husband. She so was dirty. And, yeah. so, and so then they're like, oh, check on your strong friend. You never know what was... 
You never know what people are going through. Yeah. Okay. So is that not true? But it's true. It's it's a valid or are you saying or, hey you need to be checking on all, all friends. your friends check on right. all your friends right right, right. check okay. on all your friends because the problem is, that's what starts to happen now if we that's what starts to happen there we go we start to check on only certain people certain that we think people. need to check in right that don't I, yes maybe hey I'm gonna check on you because you're not typically like this mm-hmm. okay but what about the person. That you've known that always struggle with depression. You checking on her? Or right. did you grow tired of that? Right. Or did you just chalk it up to say she's depressed yes, and right. so she don't need my check-in? Right. Just- hmm. Ooh. Ooh, that's like, yeah, thinking about that all over again. It's just like how not only do we make up stories about ourselves, but we make up stories about other people and that affects our interactions or lack of interaction mm-hmm. with others. And when we think about other people, I still think we're thinking about ourselves mm-hmm. because to deal, I'm thinking of you and I'm thinking of where you are emotionally, mentally. And then it's like, uh, I don't want to deal with that or I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that. So it really still just comes back to self. Right. And us wanting to, you know, feel comfortable. But I love that point though. Like check on all of your friends, you know, not just the one who shows up that they're strong all the time or not just the person who shows you that they're struggling right now, you know, or has a that is all that always struggles, you know, right. because there is a part, you know, those people who just always struggle and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we all need to kind of check on each other all the time, all no the matter time, what. Right. And, and just be consistent because. Yeah, you just you never know what someone is going through, whether they are the person that typically tells you all their business or not. You can't make the assumption either way. Yeah. I mean, I think of people who we see or perceive as having the best life or being Mm -hmm. happy. Mm -hmm. We usually have that view for those who are wealthy. Right. Right. And then we look at the suicide rate amongst those groups of people and it's really high right so it's like all this the external things don't mean much when it comes to happiness or wellness yeah and checking on people doesn't mean you got to come to the house and bring pie and casserole string bean casserole that's got to be the nastiest (laughs) shit Ever. Don't you not, show up. You don't at want my, that for No, I don't. No, don't bring me string bean casserole with the, what is it? Like the French onion uh, crisp thingy? Right, oh the, the my. The breadcrumb crust? <clears throat> the panko breadcrumb crust? <clears throat> no? No? No. No, I won't bring that over for, for the check, mama's cup. Yeah, don't bring that. For, don't. <laughs> that's mama's cup of trash right there. It's going right in the trash. But, you know, when you don't, you checking on people doesn't mean to show up with all that stuff, but it could just be a simple call, a right. text. How you feeling today? How you doing? You know, hey, I care about you. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about you. So thinking of other ways of checking right. on right. people. There's, right. There's a multitude of ways to show up to be supportive and it, they all don't look the same. And you know what? Like, it could be worth a conversation too, right? Because mm-hmm. I think we got into that with um, Crystal on episode five of communicating to your community and your friends, hey, this is typically what I do when I'm not feeling well. Right. And this is how you can support me when 
when this happens in these moments. Here's exactly what you could do. You could do A, B, C, whatever that is. Right. That's when she talks about that rap plan. plan. Yes. Yeah. So it was awesome. I think having a guest on the show also added additional resource, knowledge, and perspective. Mm -hmm. And though I learned from you every time we meet. uh, Same. Yeah. Right. But it's also learning from somebody else. And just learning in general, I still feel like I walked away from both of those episodes with questioning, with questions for myself. How am I showing up for other people? And also, how am I asking other people to show up for me? Exactly. You know, like my brother and I, we recently just had this back and forth over the phone. It was it was quite interesting. I never even got to tell you about Mm-mm. that. So my brother who suffers from bipolar, my dad who suffers from depression, right? Mm-hmm. My brother just lost his uh, mother-in-law. She just passed away. Um, and he's talking about how he called our dad to tell him about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, so I told dad that she passed and he didn't even ask how she died and see he's not interested and he doesn't care and you know I needed somebody my wife wasn't around my mom wasn't around I needed somebody to talk to and he he couldn't even talk to me and I said so did you tell him that that's what you needed I shouldn't have to do that with family Mm. you shouldn't have to tell them what you need if you say somebody dies you should know that that's what no no no. no. And no. I was trying to like encourage him to even think about our father's own relationship with death. death. Right. And how he suffers from PTSD and, you know, death is a, a trigger for that. So maybe he didn't want to delve deep only if you wanted to. Right. But trying to encourage him to share what he needed mm-hmm. was a hard thing. He thought. I should not have to do that. It should be very clear and evident about what I need and how I need you to show up based off of the story I'm telling you, based right. off of the situation. But it's clear and evident to him, right, in his mind. Correct. And your dad is not in his brain. Yeah. Oh, my god. And it's, it's, it's wild how we, how we do that, how we just even assume, like, within the same family, like, whether it's your sibling or your parent, that they would get what you're saying if you're not being explicit. Yeah. And it's about being vulnerable. Well, right. It's saying my vulnerability is for me right now. Me telling you that I'm struggling is so that I can get what I need from you, Mm -hmm. which is that support or that space, whatever it is. But it's my vulnerability that opens the door for that. You know, he would have had to be vulnerable, vulnerable to say, I need you right now. And right. even when I said that, he was like, I don't never need anything from him. All right, bro. <laughs> you know what? You just said You just said, said it. it. Right. And you don't even realize But I have it. to have compassion sure. with for who I'm dealing mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and where he is. Mm-hmm. And his view is distorted. And right. that's okay. Right. But I have to keep that in mind when I'm conversing with him and not try to force right. that other perspective down his throat. I can introduce it. Right. But I can't tie him to the chair, you know, put his arms behind his back, has my hope, his jaws open. Exactly. Can't do that. No. Can't do that. So that that was got some information from Crystal that helped me, you know, do that for sure. Uh, Because you even think about your own kids and being well for yourself, for them, but also showing them how to be well. And we talk about that in the following episode, which was grit and grace. Right. Yeah, no, that I think that was um, 
one of my favorite episodes, like, because I think we, we just, we were talking, like, the children were the focal point, mm -hmm. but then, like, children in relationship to how we think about them or how we think they think about us, right? too. So I think that was uh, really rewarding. So I think we are going to go back to a specific clip from that episode and uh, talk about its relevance to us today. So hang on. And this is a clip with, um, where we talk about Dr. Shafali's book, The Conscious Parent, right? Yes, okay, yes, cool. Yes. Love that book. A lot of listeners said that they went ahead and grabbed that book and it ended up being like trending also. You oh, know? did they? Yeah. No, I mean, that that book is just so enlightening. So if you hadn't grabbed it uh, when we released that episode, definitely get you a copy. Ask or for it for Christmas or something. For, for a gift. Exactly. This holiday season. Because right. I think the way she presents it is... The child and parent um, relationship is a partnership. Right. It's like you're in this together. Mm -hmm. There are going to be things that the parent has to teach the child, and there are also going to be things that the child teaches the parent. And Savannah teaches me something every single All the time. day if I let her. Right? Because it really is about that moment where you have to reflect after an experience with your kid. Yep. Right? It's like, okay, what was that about? I always ask myself, who started this? <laughs> and it's usually me. Right. Right? It's me that starts it. It's almost like I am this persecutor on my kid sometimes when she's just being her genuine, authentic self and just trying to figure everything out. And me, I'm also trying to figure everything out. But as a parent... In my interactions with her, I act like I have it all figured out. Right. And I don't. And you don't. Right. And I think that's and I, that's another thing. Like, y'all just get out and just <laughs> and go get out and get the, get the book because we're just going to continue to ref reference <sighs> lessons by them babies. Yeah. And, you know, I guess the, the part of parents acting like we are, we have it all figured out. When most of the time, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. <laughs> like. Figuring it out. Figuring it out moment. in each each moment. And and just, I, I think, asking questions to think about different ways to handle the scenarios that come up. Because since, since we recorded that episode, you know, there's been... It's been some life changes uh, in our family um, that we had to talk to Simone about. Um, so Dexter's mom passed in October, and you know we she had been ill for for a year, so we anticipated it and we expected it. But of course, it's still difficult when it happens, and. One of the things that I hadn't even considered um, leading up to her passing was, oh, we, we're, I'm going to have to explain this to Simone. Mm -hmm. Like, gra grandma's gone, right? Like, what what do I say? How do I say this to a three-year-old so that she understands, right? And, and so I'm like, oh, I don't even know. Like, so originally... I I told her that grandma 
went to heaven, right? And and that's problematic because we don't we're not we don't have a religious practice in our house. Like we believe in God and I could talk about God. But there's no we don't go to church. Like I don't talk, I don't I don't ever bring up heaven. I damn sure don't bring up the concept of a hell, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, I don't think she really got that, right? And I and I had used the term passed away. And grandma, you know, went to heaven. We won't be able to, you know, see her or spend time with her anymore. And mommy and daddy are really sad about that. About four or five days later, I got an email from the school, from the school that Simone attends, and learned that one of her classmates in her class, he's also three, passed away in his sleep. Crazy. It was just like devastating news to hear. And so in that email, what the school the school did a really good job and they they linked several resources, video and like article resources on how to talk to toddlers about death. And so I went through a lot of the material and, you know, the overwhelming consensus was tell them the truth and like use like direct language, like clear language. So you have to say that the person died Mm -hmm. and that their body stopped working. And that, like, you won't be able to see or play with them again. And one psychologist, like, in her little video, she says, you know, you could draw reference to, like, things in everyday life. Like, oh, the trees fall off, the the leaves fall off the trees and died, right? Or if they see a worm after it's it's rained and somebody stepped on it, it's died, right? It's Mm -hmm. no longer living. It's not going to pee. It's not going to poop. Like she says, make it, like, relatable to Mm -hmm. them. And so I'm like, okay, so now I have to talk to Simone again in like literally a a handful of days and now tell her that her buddy from school passed. And so when I did it the second time, I made sure that I used the word died Mm -hmm. and that his body stopped working, but we're not sure why. Right, because it's a little different than grandma's body right, stopped working she because she was sick. Was sick. She right. was very sick. Um, so I, I, I told her that, and she seemed to understand, but she didn't. You know, like she's just like, okay. Um, and then I told her the same thing about grandma. Right. So now I'm right, trying to clean to clean story, up right. the original thing that I said about my mother in law. Um. And so, you know, going through that and now fast forward, you know, three to four weeks after all this has happened and, you know, she'll, she'll come home and then she'll say, oh, mommy and daddy, so-and-so is sick. Like, I'll just call the little boy John. That's not his real name. But she'll be like, John is sick and he didn't come to school today. And then I'll have to be like, 
no boo-boo, remember? You know, John died. Like, you won't see him at school anymore. Um, And she did this, like, a couple of times. And so, like, Dex and I talked about it. I was like, oh, like, you know, like, that's weird. Like, we've already addressed this. Like, but she keeps coming back and saying that he's sick. And he was like, oh, he was like, one, maybe somebody's parent in the school, like, they're just saying that Johnny is sick. And they haven't told their kid that Johnny has died. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes this very, like, confusing for Simone, who's hearing one message at home and a completely different message at school. And I'm like, well, that that happens, right, in in life. But but now I'm wondering how does she determine what the truth is? Right. Hmm. That's scary and challenging because how do you decide? Right. And I think that I I guess that's, you know, part of the experience of life, right? You take information from all these sources and you have to determine what you believe. What's going to work for you. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember when my father's dog, they had to put his dog to sleep and we haven't had death in our family and I'm grateful for that. But when... We had I had to tell Savannah that now dog the dog's name is Sheba that you know Sheba died and I remember saying oh well they had to put Sheba to sleep but Sheba's not gonna wake up again Savannah's the one that was like Sheba's dead like she's the one that brought <laughs> me there and I mean and then she cried hysterically Wait, but right. she had the language Which, and I was busy trying, trying to, to dance around it exactly because I had never had to have this conversation with her you know but she was the one who brought us there to like dead and once she said the word I was like oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, went on from there. So we don't have it all figured out. No. And it's okay to not have it figured out um, because, again, a part of the societal norms or the lessons that we get is that you're supposed to have everything figured out. And that's just – that's bull because how right. do you have things figured out that you've never experienced before, if you've never done it before? Like when I, I'm a parent and when Savannah's 15, it will be my first, first time, time being a, a parent, parent of, of a 15-year-old. Exactly. You're so always that, adjusting. Exactly. So just going back again to being kind to myself, being impeccable with our word, right, um, and giving your best <laughs> back right. to those four agreements. Damn exactly. It. Yeah, it's all intertwined. And I think, you know, just to give space – for everyone to handle these scenarios that might be shared experiences, but in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, the parents to the parents that are telling their kid that Johnny's sick, they have their reasons, right? And I'm sure they have their reasons, but um, for, for me to just my responsibility to Simone in the way that I want to handle this situation is I'm just going to repeat the same thing that I've been repeating. That's right. Because I, I, I don't think in this particular scenario that lie, like the lying to protect them. It's like protect them from what? From what? what? Facts of life? Life, Like things that actually happen? Happen. Yeah. So that, you know, I, yeah, that's not gelling for me in this, scenario so um yeah so you know if she comes home this week again i'm just gonna rinse and repeat i'm just gonna say the same thing and then you know she'll talk about something else um that's kind of scary though too because you 
I don't always pay attention to the life that comes from the words or things that I tell Savannah mm-hmm. to get her to do what I want her to do, what mm-hmm. she needs to do, or just to share information. Um, because if think about, okay, Johnny is sick. Now when I'm sick, am I going to just be like, dag, I'm never going to have to go back to school again because I ain't seen Johnny since since he got sick. And he's been sick for four months now. Right. It was winter when he was sick. Now we're in the spring and Johnny's still sick. Right. Right. And it, and it's, it's just because I remember another moment. Like Simone had like a running nose or a cough, like so she was sick, right? And right. so now I, I I already told her that grandma died because grandma was sick, and then so now she's like, oh, uh, I'm sick, my body's not working. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> right now. And I was like, uh, and you know, and I just say, and you got to keep the same like the yeah. even tone. It's like, no, boo boo, you know, mommy gave you medicine for your cough and your healing, so your body is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they, they are in this space where they're just bringing correlation to everything. Everything Everything you said. You think you, they didn't listen when you said whatever word Mm -hmm. 10 weeks ago. Oh no, they listen. They, 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 and they're connecting it. They are connecting it and building understanding in their own little world. Yeah. Oh, I love those kids. I know, I know. Kid, I got one. Yeah, yeah. Just one. My coworker just had two babies, a twin, twin, a twin, twins, two of them. And I was like, oh, I, I could, I couldn't do that. And this is the father works at my job, not the mother. Yeah. And he goes, oh yeah, you could. I said. I just don't want to. You're right. I probably could, but I don't wanna. Two oh, babies. That's a, yeah, that's a lot. But you know, people deal with it all the time, right? Mm. Okay, so that was our episode six, and episode seven we had another guest. Fun, right? That was Dana, Dana Smart. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And so Dana is a fitness instructor and she has a whole fitness business and um she really did a good job of whipping our mindset about fitness yeah, into shape. shape yeah 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 i was just thinking that because i mean as she was just dropping gems and like you know excuses no excuses and yes. i'm just like damn excuse free let me zone. just walk out of this room right now because i got excuses up the wazoo when it comes to you know physical fitness uh which i then again and i don't know if we really touched on it on the episode though is and we we should do one about physical fitness and mental health because if I'm struggling with depression, I don't have the motivation to work out, which I know working out leads to feeling happier. Right. Right. And so it's like to get started. Yeah. And what that's like for people who have mental right. health yeah, issues what that looks to, get, like. to get started in exercising when you know that exercising is good for your yeah. mind and your body. Yeah. I think we should probably do something about that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But Dana taught us about also uh, treating yourself a treat day instead of a, a cheat day. day. She says she has treats. She doesn't have cheat meals. Because it don't be- feel right to cheat. cheat on yourself. Right. right. And so she was very big. Again, so language comes up, right? So the words that you're saying to yourself or the words that you're thinking, um, to just do so 
responsibly. And we're thinking about Thanksgiving coming up. I got a whole treat for days, okay? Because you got to treat yourself the day before Thanksgiving because that's when you're prepping and you're cooking, you're snacking, and you got to taste the stuff and make sure it's really, really good. Then you have to treat yourself the day of because you're so grateful. And then you sit there at Thanksgiving and it takes you about five minutes to devour the food that took two days to, to cook. Right. Then the day after Thanksgiving, you the have leftovers. to treat yourself to the leftovers. Mm. Tastes Hello. better the Taste. day after. It's something about that grease or the condensation. It's something that it comes from. It seeps in. It locks in. All the flavor. All the flavor is locked in overnight. I'm getting drool on the mic. I know. Pause. I'm thinking about it. You know, just thinking about it. But treating yourself instead of cheating. Because I'm saying that after Thanksgiving, I am going to change my eating habits. But I said, I'll do it after. Like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the right moment, right? <laughs> waiting for after Thanksgiving. And then I will... Buckle down. Yeah. And be smarter about my my health. Right. And get ready for this damn Bali trip. Trying yes. to get this body Bali. <laughs> Bali body. Love yes. It. Love it. Yeah, so check out episode seven, Excuse Free Zone with Dana Smart. And eight, episode eight, we had another guest. We had a streak where we just had mm-hmm. ep- back-to-back episodes. It was like guest on guest on guest on guest. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, episode eight. Oh. Heather. <sighs> Heather Morris, a.k.a. Story, Story James. James. She shared... Just I I don't like, mad jewels. Just just <laughs> left and right, like everything that was coming out of her mouth was just like I was hanging on to every word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she just has a beautiful spirit, y'all. Like you don't understand, and she's a dope uh, songwriter and singer. Um, and it was it was just great to have her join us and share. Her story um, and journey with us. Yeah, she was awesome. I mean, we even saw her recently. Yeah, yeah, we went to ago, SOBs. And what was so dope was like before, <laughs> so before Story came on, Marguerite and I were sitting down, we're busting down some food, and there's other artists who were coming up. Some of them are lip singing, you know, some of them are picking and choosing when they're going to, you know, insert their real voice into the performance. Uh, some of them were really great, and some of them were okay. Um, but you saw that they were kind of like going again with the the music of today's time, you know, that slow get crunk mm-hmm. with a beat sound the same right music right? right and marguerite and i were just sitting there being real old fine we fine but we were being real old like oh my gosh what are they saying i can't understand could they turn that down the speaker was it's so really loud. loud and so when it was now stories turn to come out what we just really love about her is just how she stays authentic and true to her artistry and to her message and to her style because she just came out there and she did her thing. And even the the audience who was just, you know, jumping and bumping with the other folks who were coming out were connecting with her as well. Um, there were a few folks that were, I was, they were even saying like, this is real music. I heard somebody, you know, mm-hmm. say that because that same calm poise that she brought to the recording studio for the podcast is that same energy 
that she brings to the stage and what she brought to the stage at SOBs. Um, and it felt good. And as soon as she got off of the stage, Marguerite and I got our coats and got the hell up out of there because it was too late at night to be outside on a work day. And it was super cold. It's like that's cold. when it was like frigid temperatures. 20 it, degrees. Like it was, it was nuts. Um, you know, that I was just like, okay, time to go. Right, um, right. Oh, I just couldn't wait to get in the bed. Right. I'm exactly. trying to tell you, getting old. Yes, yes, yes. So we wanted to revisit a couple of the moments uh, during Story's episode. I think this first moment, um, we we talked about, you know, juggling all of our different responsibilities. Like all three of us are mothers and, um, you know, work working mothers and working on projects outside of work. And so how do you juggle all of that? And this is what Story had to say about it. Stuart heard you were doing the Sade tribute and told me told me to tell you hi that oh, wow. you know so to know that okay so that's the time I gave you 20 20 45 45 20, 20 45 yeah this is this is where I'm at 2045 oh, skip that cuz it's like right after that yeah, okay so I'll just I'll oh, just to cut know it. that her main guy mm. like saw it as a compliment. Oh, can you and do your gave fast forward though? That like, you know your sanity. Yeah, so it's gratitude. like two. Wow. Okay, so it's like a few seconds before yeah. that because I asked the question, "How do you manage that?" Mm. Mm. Oh, that sucks. You know, us women, we wear a lot of wigs mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, we have to change it up quite often. Yeah. How do you find balance and still keep, you know, your sanity and gratitude? Wow. I finally accepted that balance does not exist. There's one <laughs> thing on the scale at a time. <laughs> and the more I accept that, like I have been told that. If it's a day when you're working on music, then on that day, that you're just hysterical. being the best artist right. you could be. You right. can be the crappiest mom that day. You can be the crappiest wife that day. Right. Then the next day, you might be being the great ultimate wife. Right. Kill it. You can still be the crappiest mom on that day, and you don't even have to be a good artist on that day because you're being a good wife that day. Mm. And then another day, it's like, yo, I am going to kill it at mommyhood. I'm going to be up. We're going to have this great day. And you kill it at mommyhood. But you are going to miss a t- one or two emails for that 24-hour period or 9 to 5 period about artist things. Right. Hopefully, as I grow, there'll be somebody else snatching those emails from me. Right. But in seed form, it's going to be okay if I get back to them the next day. Right. Because it's because you can't be perfect at everything at the mm. same time. Nope. It's impossible. So what do you think about story and not being all things at the same time, at the same level? I think of that perspective all the time. Um because you try to be good at everything, right? All at the same time. And I, I get overwhelmed and if I could just be kind to myself and say you know what yo L you killed it at mommyhood today that was great I could sleep better at night rather than comparing each day each moment each role to the other oh I was the shit at work but at home I sucked all right 
I won. Well, I started there, right? I was at the prime of my day there right. now, right? right? But it was a really rough day. And now it's evening. I'm not going to have that same exact energy and that that is okay. So I loved that perspective about being good at one thing and it's okay to not be great at all the other things at that time. Right. Yeah. It's just, and then also just, I think that's just another way to say, focus on what went well that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever, despite the hat, that wig that you were wearing (laughs) at the time, just focus on what went well. Yeah, right, right, right. And what went well was our next episode where we had Alyssa and Sabrina. Sabrina. Yes, we had two guests. Oh, that was that was this definitely like black girl magic yes, moment it was recording. Good energy in there. Like, <laughs> recording that all podcast. Um Yeah, so those ladies they shared uh a lot of tips with us on traveling and solo travel, solo international travel. Uh, Definitely check that out if you have a big trip planned for 2020 or maybe you're going, taking uh, 2019 out with a bang and you're going somewhere. Uh, Check them out. And they are co-founders of a uh, fashion and travel business, Voyage Mm -hmm. on Vogue. So check them out. It was absolutely lovely having them both on um that was again like another like fun episode yeah that was fun and inspiring because you know i want to travel and do more traveling and when i hear about these women taking solo international trips Mm -hmm. i'm like what that's so courageous yeah so i aspire to travel solo internationally nothing to do it but to do it Nothing to it but to do it. And do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. All of that. (laughs) All of that. All of that. Hey, right. There's nothing to it. We don't cry. We we try. try. Exactly. That was episode (laughs) 10 with Denisha. Yeah, that was Uh, a heartfelt uh, uh, episode. That was our most emotional episode. Yeah. Yeah, for real. That was. That was. There were a lot of like pauses in that episode. And it was really because we were taking it, it, it in. in. Yeah. It was like a slow moving and like just even tone. Like not, a, there's not a excitement voices or yeah. our high energy, but it was just so emotional. And like just the, the fear, the, like the, the room was filled with, with grief. Yeah, and and empathy, and empathy, hope. Yeah, and love, and love. Really, it was that was really good stuff. And you know that episode also showed that through story storytelling, lives lives can be changed. Exactly. You know, exactly. from the listeners and the storyteller themselves. Right, and know? but then going back to when we were talking about see um vulnerability with episode three mm-hmm. like how denisha just put her vulnerability in a backpack zipped that shit up mm-hmm. and bared her soul with us yeah yeah that was so grateful for that that was that was that was awesome yeah, so if you if you guys missed that one for whatever reason, you need to double Go back, back. Mm-hmm. and um listen to Denisha's story. Um, she, she, she recalls and walks us through like a, a devastating loss, um, and, and how she came through on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And 
I think even sharing that story with Denisha did is a segue to, you know, our next episode where it was no more about stories and, and sharing our mm-hmm. story, you know. Um, because that's where you kinda interviewed me on my chapter. Yes. Uh in a book that I co authored. And that felt weird, like being on the other side. I mean, I did it in that congratulations episode right. a little bit, but I think I was in a, um, I don't know, it was easier for me to talk about all the crazy confusion and mm-hmm. joy and excitement and all that conflict with the engagement yeah. than it was to talk about me writing and telling a story and being vulnerable in that way. It was like totally two different ends of the spectrum in that vulnerability. Right. But I think you did, a re- like I said it during the episode, like you did a really good job because uh, you your voice jumped out of the pages of your chapter. And I think, you know, being able to, again, it's just that damn vulnerability showing up again, right? Mm-hmm. To For you to 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 shout through the pages that, you told a lie. You do you know how many people reach out to me after the episode after the episode aired and they listen to it and they're like calling me and texting me. That's what really happened to your hand. One of them was an ex coworker and uh, she texted me right after. You know it's Sunday and I listen to podcasts on Sunday and I just heard your episode. That's what happened. And it's funny how. We pick and choose what story we tell depending on who we're talking to. Right. And there were certain people that I told the truth to. Mm-hmm. And there were some people who I didn't tell the truth to. And all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, you know, I do um, dance with vulnerability, that begins to change as well where the truth is just the truth. truth and it right. doesn't matter who's listening because it's always my truth. Right, exactly. And and I think we, we brought up earlier in our recap of, you know, to heck with the folks that try to weaponize your truth against you. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was being real Eminem, 8 mm, Mile right there, mm. just put it all, all out, out there. there. Exactly. Because there's always that fear of being busted, <laughs> right? right? Like when you tell lies, you're always worrying about getting caught right. or, you know, that gotcha moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I even shared the episode with my ex Mm. who, you know, was in my life at that time when that, you know, that situation happened. happened. And, you know, they were really grateful to hear that from that experience that I had lessons from it, that there were positive perspectives and positive spins and that there was growth with that. You know, though they're like, you know, oh, I hated that happened to you, you Mm -hmm. know, but, you know, and then carrying on about the growth part, um, so that and that was also vulnerable too. That says, "Hey, you listen to me talk about what it felt like when I was going through that." Because my partner didn't know at that time right. what I was struggling with. with. Yeah, right. I wasn't sharing was, that. Right, you didn't communicate it. Didn't communicate that. Thought right. they were just guests. Right. You know. So yeah. that was crazy. And thinking of that vulnerability goes right into the episode that followed. Right. 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 Because you let go of the guilt, right? Mm-hmm. And so in episode 12, guilt tripping, we talk about <laughs> um, 
I really like how we name our episodes. I'm yes. just going to pause there and like just give ourselves like some really good feedback and moment to shine because I think we yeah. do a top notch job. Yeah, at that. I think so too. Okay, so in episode we need 12, G- uh, one of those uh, <laughs> DJ Clues bombs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I can find it. Um, we talk about different forms of guilt. Like we we start off the episode with you know mommy guilt and how that shows up and what to do when it shows up, how to see it it out the door Mm. Um, and wellness guilt too. I know we were just talking about fitness and eating well and diet, healthy diets, um, Mm. things of that nature. So it's just like, don't like everything is just so thematic. Like it's just all so intertwined and tied together because you can't, don't beat yourself up over the things that don't go well. Like, so typically like guilt shows up when like your expectations um, aren't being met and, or you're experiencing um, conflict, conflict. Exactly. Exactly. An internal conflict. So being able to kind of weed through that and, and talk about it. Be honest when it shows up. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to. There's nothing to hide. There's no shame yeah. in feeling it. Yeah, and we even saw that it was trending, and that was trending also on social media. We were on yeah, Twitter and yeah, there were a lot Instagram. of people sharing, mm-hmm. you know, stories of how they didn't do something that maybe society would, you know, would expect them to do, and why they're not feeling. Sh- um, shame about it um so i I think like a a thing that was trending was you know how when you're on a flight Mm -hmm. and they say like if the oxygen mask mask, like put your mask on before uh, helping someone else with their mask yeah yeah that was a that was a good one and then we had you on as a guest yes. and talking about gratitude. And that was also a lot of fun. So make sure you check out that episode because Marguerite shares her journey of writing a gratitude for 365 days where a sister like myself struggles to write it down, <laughs> you know, each and every day where I try to acknowledge it, you know, the best that I can, but um, writing it every day for a year it's true dedication and commitment but so transformative yeah it's it's definitely a life-changing experience um so definitely check that out uh if you want to purchase the books so Lindsay's book is passport to self-discovery and the book that i contributed to is called our gratitude mission we will add links to our link tree that will be in our bio on all of our social media and you can buy a copy with the click of a button um, so you can digest and get to know Lindsay and myself a little bit more. Yeah, and so please make sure that you listen to all of those episodes from season and one. And share them with the people you know and love. Spread the word. Um, we really appreciate all the feedback that we've been getting and looking to learn more and figure out how to spice this thing up for mm-hmm. you guys for season two in 2020. So, um, you know, we're just going to take a little bit of a break, but we won't be gone for long. We got some good stuff to share with you while we take this hiatus. 
Yeah, so happy new year. Yes, happy Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. happy Kwanzaa, happy Thanksgiving, Hanukkah. happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Happy holidays, folks. Yeah, and thank you. Thank We're so you. Grateful. Thank you for listening. Bye.